welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Exodus chapter 14. I was watching a, a preacher one time. Uh, he was just a speaker somewhere, and he was going to speak, and he was using a stand like this one. And when he started up, it started falling apart. <laughs> and then it just kept falling apart, and it fell apart like five times, and he took it, he made it a joke. And he made it fall apart several times. <laughs> during that time. And so I hope this doesn't start falling apart because I got a very huge Bible. Um, yeah, we will read from Exodus chapter 14, the verses 1 to, the verses 1 to 14. Our focus is going to be, our focus is going to be 10 to 14. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi Hahiroth between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zaphon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, so the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his, char his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. Then oh, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi Hahiroth, opposite Baal Zephon. As Pharaoh approached the Israelite, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, 
Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Amen. And that is the reading of God's word. And I want us to talk under the subject, the need of fortitude. Or the need for fortitude. To talk a little bit about Moses. It's been said by biblical scholars that Moses is a type of Christ. Because of the great assignment God gave him to deliver the children of Israel from Egypt, from bondage, from slavery to the promised land. Just like Christ came, died on the cross, resurrected from the dead to deliver us from our sins and so that we will be free from sin. And so that is exactly what Moses did. He had that great assignment to deliver the children of Israel from bondage. But it was not going to be an easy journey. For this kind of transition, for this kind of movement to go well, Moses and the Israelites needed fortitude. They needed to be strong and not to back down because it was going to be a tough journey. It was going to be a tough trip. You see, it's not an easy thing to go from 400 years of the history of slavery to freedom. It's not an easy thing to break to break out from something you have been in for 400 years. They were not probably the same people who were there all the 400 years, but their generations had been there for 400 years. And just to come one day and try to get them out and finally get them out and move them out to a totally different place they have never been to, they have never seen, was not going to be an easy thing for sure. And so as we start out from verse, the verses 1 to 9, we see that the Egyptians really never wanted to let the children of Israel go. It is true Moses had succeeded to take them out of Egypt, but the Egyptians felt it was a mistake to let them go. And so right after they left, the Egyptians set out after them. They started pursuing them. And so now listen to me. 
if you are a child of God, or you are trying to become a child of God, I want you to know this. The enemy will never just let you go so easily. The enemy never lets go his victims, his pre, the people he has been manipulating all their lives. He's not just ever going to just let you go easily like that. The devil will stop at nothing. He will do everything. He will do everything in his power. That's why scripture says he goes around like a lion looking for someone to devour. The enemy will stop at nothing until he tries to, until he pulls us back. He brings us down. He does not want us to enjoy freedom. He does not want us to be liberated. He wants us to stay in captivity. And so if he did not succeed to keep you from becoming a believer, for those who are, then he will at least try to stop you from moving forward and try to bring you back, try to bring you back to Egypt. And you know, Egypt symbolizes the worldly lifestyle, the things of the world, uh, unbelievers. And you see, the devil can come after us as believers. He can come after us in many different ways. He will attack your ministry. He will attack your health. He will attack your finances. He will attack your relationships. He will attack your family. The devil attacks just everything in the lives of believers. And he has one goal he wants to achieve by attacking us. And that goal is to make us doubt God. The devil wants to make us doubt. He wants to cast doubts in our hearts and make, and make us question God. Question God's ability, God's power to save us. He wants to make sure that he persecutes us, believers, until we can't move forward anymore and just give up. I want us to see some scriptures. Revelation chapter 2 verse the verses 10 and 11, and after that we'll look at John chapter 15, 19 to 20. If the screen is on, I want Revelation chapter 2, the verses 10 and 11 to go on the board. It says, don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Did you hear that? Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Look. The devil is about to throw some of you into, move on to 11, please, into prison to test you and you will experience afflictions for 10 days. Be faithful to the point of death and I will give you the crown of life. Can we move on to John chapter 15? John chapter 15, 19 to 20 says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, 
God has chosen us out of the world. God chose the children of Israel out of Egypt. The world hates you. And if the world hates us, then the next thing is that the world is going to try to persecute us, try to make us suffer, try to make us feel bad and make life difficult and challenging for us. And so to make this Christian journey, to make it to the desired destination, to make it to the promised land, the children of Israel needed that fortitude, something that would take them through. They needed fortitude. And there was no way they could make this journey being chicken-hearted. It was going to be tough. We see Pharaoh and his entire army after them. And fear is setting in. They are wondering if they made the right decision to leave Egypt in the first place. Maybe you want to find out what's the meaning of fortitude. To be simple, fortitude is having courage in pain or adversity. Having courage in pain or adversity. We are going through pains, different kinds of pains in our life. We all encounter painful moments. We all encounter difficult and challenging times in our lives. But the most important thing is we need to endure those moments with great fortitude. We are going to have to need that fortitude in our lives many more times because as long as we are on this earth, as long as we are here, there is no way we can escape difficulties. There's no way we can escape challenging moments from coming. They will come. But how do we get over them? We need to be strong. Amen. We need fortitude. When you look at that verse 10 that we are going to see, we realize that the children of Israel the Bible says they looked up and saw the Egyptians and they were terrified. And scripture says they cried out to God. And so in life, our focus determines our character. The things we set our eyes on, the things we set our minds on, are going to affect us in one way or the other. They're going to affect our approach to life. Amen. They lifted their eyes and they saw the Egyptians coming. I don't know what you are seeing in your life today. Probably you are seeing some Egyptians. When we talk of the Egyptians here, we are talking about some of the life's problems that we can encounter. Most of the time they are unique to us. We have our life problems. They are just unique. Yours are not the same as mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your own problems are not the same. We will meet those life's problems. They, they, we will see them like the children of Israel saw the Egyptians. The Egyptians at this point represented those trouble, the, the troubles that we see in our own time. Those are our own troubles and difficulties and challenges and heartaches and cries and those things. They are our own Egyptians that we keep seeing. We see them every time. 
And so we are going to need to be strong for it to, to be able to sail through life. Because these Egyptians keep coming after us. The things we see and hear will affect us. We hear all kinds of things going on in radio, television, internet. Read the news. We are not done with the coronavirus. <laughs> we are hearing many other ones coming. Did you hear about monkeypox? We will keep seeing these Egyptians. <laughs> we hear about all of these things and they tend to affect us. They make us despair. They break us down. They demoralize us. And that is what the enemy wants to see to demoralize and break us down. We've got to be strong. Amen. And so, what should we be seeing? We must set our eyes on the things that are above, not on the things that are around us. Amen? S scripture says, set your eyes on the things that are above. Set your eyes on the things that are eternal, not on the things that are around us. The things around us are going to distract us. They are going to hurt us. They are going to affect us adversely. And so let's not keep our eyes on the things that are happening around us and all the challenges and the suffering. Sometimes we set out, we have dreams, we have things we want to accomplish. But most of the time, we want to see only the things that can keep us from making progress in what we are trying to do. And when you keep focusing on the things that are negative, that challenge your courage. Man, the next thing you want to do is to just doubt it. And you wonder, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to succeed in this. Maybe I should just let this go and try something else. And the next thing you go to try, you have the same focus, and you still back down. The children of Israel they saw the Egyptians. And I'm, I'm, we are going to see Egyptians. We need to be strong fortitude if we got to make this journey through. The good thing is that last part of that verse says when they saw the Egyptians, they were terrified and what did they do? They cried out to God. At least that was a good one. Amen? They cried out to God. Don't cry out to me. I don't know what Egyptians are seeing. I don't know the things you're seeing. I don't know what is terrifying you frightening you right now there is no better place to cry out there's no better place to turn to than to turn to the lord of course god is going to use the people around you sometimes to reach out and to meet your needs and stuff to strengthen you and help you be strong encourage you but you want to cry out to him first i like the children of israel at least before they turned around to blame moses for everything they cried out to God. Amen? And so sometimes you begin to wonder the sincerity of their crying out to God. How sincere were they when they were crying out to God? But the, the good thing is, at least they did. 
cry out to God in that situation you are facing. That condition in your life, you want to cry out to God. And so, only the fortified, not the faint-hearted, make it through life's challenges. Only the fortified, not the faint-hearted, make it through life's challenges. It is God who fortifies us. Scripture tells us that David encouraged himself in the Lord, and so we can fortify ourselves in the Lord. Turn to the one who can fortify you. And so it's just, sometimes it just wonders me, I'm wondering what they had on their minds, the children of Israel. They cried out to the Lord, Right after that, they turned around and unleashed all the anger on Moses. They were angry at Moses. They blamed Moses. They complained about Moses. And that's what happens to us sometimes when we face difficulties. We tend to blame people. I mean, when we get into trouble, into difficult times, the tendency is to blame people around us. Complain about people. We, 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 all we see is what another person has done wrong. We keep playing the victim. We keep playing the blame game. I don't know if it ever gets anybody out of trouble, but I wonder why we keep playing this blame game. We shift our responsibilities to others. You know what we need to do? When we get into trouble, instead of blaming Moses, instead of blaming me, instead of blaming the pastor or whoever in your family or colleague, as we blame all everybody, find a way and ask yourself, what can I do in this situation to get out of it, to fix it? Take responsibility. No one else is going to do that. But you're blaming people. I don't know anybody who ever won a battle in life by blaming others. Do you know one? I don't know nobody in scripture who ever won any battle by blaming and complaining and whining and grumbling against others. Nobody ever won. Win. In fact, those who did that lost battles. You know what happened to Miriam? Moses, is it Moses' sister or something? And the other guy, when they complained and whined and blamed Moses and were jealous of Moses, what happened to them? God struck them with leprosy. And so, dear friends, when we get into trouble, let's be still. Cry out to God and find a way to get out of it. Take responsibility. Amen. Amen. And so we need fortitude. And I am surprised at the things they told Moses. Hear what is they told Moses. They, 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 they were like, what, what have we done that you bring us here, out here to the desert to die? What have we done that you bring her? And I'm like, no, he didn't. I don't understand the children of Israel sometimes. Their destination was not the desert. 
Moses did not bring them to the desert. The desert was just a passing through. The desert was just a road. They were just going through the desert. It was not a destination. That was not where they were destined to be. And they are here accusing Moses for bringing them to the desert to die. I don't know where you are right now. But that is not your destination. Amen? You are just going through. I don't know. I mean, we all have our troubles, our difficulties, hardships. But most of the time, I mean, that is just a passing through. We are just, it's just a means to an end. We are just, we are passing through all of these hardship, like Joseph passed through his and got to the, uh, to, to authority, to power. We will make heaven through some of these difficulties. Amen? Whatever you're going through could just be your own desert experience. It's just a desert experience. You're not going to stay there forever. Amen? It's just a passing through. I don't know. It could be family challenges. I don't know what that is. It could be you're battling and struggling with some things or addictions or whatever that would be. I don't know what that is. That is not where you are supposed to be. You will get over that. Amen? And you will get over that if you hold on to the Lord. If you stay strong. If you do not back down. So, don't let your struggles discourage you. Don't let your struggles beat you down. Be ready for more, but God will give us victory when the time comes. All the problems and life issues, like the children of Israel saw the Egyptians, those things, when we see them and we stand strong, they shall pass and we shall move on. They shall pass and we shall move on. We shall either keep moving on and progressing in life, or we will make it to glory. And so, that is why scripture tells us, what's that passage again? In James chapter 4, verse 6b, scripture tells us, resist the enemy. Do what now? Resist the enemy. And what will happen? And he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Resist. That is the part B of James 4, 7. Resist him. That means stand strong. When you, when you meet those troubles, when, you, when the enemy begins to attack, because he attacked in all kinds of ways, stand strong and what will happen to him? He will flee. Amen. Because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. The devil cannot stand the, the power of Christ in you. All we need is to resist and stand strong and he will flee from us. Verse 12 says, well, I hope I'm not getting too long because my wife was warning me when I was preparing this. She was like, uh, I hope you're not trying to be long with that message. I was like, well, if I get too long, you can stop me. <laughs> Amen. Verse 12, um, 
that we don't need to go back to Egypt because there is better with the Lord than in Egypt. There is very little to envy in the world because the Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. The earth belongs to the Lord. We are getting to the end very soon. And so if we do not hold strong, asking God for fortitude, we will back down like many have already done. Many have backed down from the faith. The children of Israel, for some reason, the challenges they faced made them turn their back and started living in the past. Hello? We will meet challenges that will make us, instead of thinking forward, we will start thinking backwards. Like the children of Israel. They, they stop focusing on the goal and started thinking about Israel, about Egypt again. They wanted to go back to Egypt. We must be strong. If not, the enemy will get us and pull us back to the world. We are not going to read this passage, but there's something Apostle Paul said. Romans 8, 35 to 39, when he asked the question, shall, what shall separate us from the love of the Lord? Amen? Who knows that? Romans chapter 8. You know what? I will read it. If I need to stop this message halfway, I will stop it, but I need to read that passage. Listen. He said, who can separate us from the love of, the, from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or did it jump? As it is written, because of you we Yeah, I mean he names all of those things and he is telling us none of these things can separate us from the love of God. Don't let persecutions, don't let troubles, don't let trials, none of these things should ever separate us from the love of the Lord. And they cannot. Second Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Amen. Those are afflictions that we need. They are, they are just momentary. And they are achieving for us a, I mean, an eternal glory that is better, that is greater, that is more worthy than what is in the world. And so, after all the complaints of the children of Israel, look at this, verse 14, that was, mis uh, is it 14? Yeah. Um, let's see. What Moses said, told them. Okay, 13 and 14. Hear what Moses told them. After the complaints and everything, Moses told them. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, 
you will never see them again. There are not going to be any Egyptians in heaven. Amen? Once we make it to the promised land, once we leave this world and get into eternity, where we live eternal life, where we walk in the streets of gold, hallelujah, we are not going to see any Egyptians again. Moses letting the children of Israel know that once they get to that promised land, it will be done with Egypt. Hallelujah. We will not see the Egyptians once if we stand strong and keep moving on. The Egyptians will see today we are not going to see them anymore. In heaven, there's not going to be any sickness. We are not going to need any money. But the question I'm asking before I ask that question, this is I want I want to know this if, so that you can grasp in a nutshell what we have been talking about. And so let me conclude with this. How can we find fortitude? How can we find fortitude? I mean, we just, talk, we just say we need fortitude. How can we find fortitude? Amen? That's a good answer there. Um, you say, we, we find fortitude by overcoming our fears with faith. We find fortitude by being faithful and not faint-hearted. And lastly, we find fortitude by forging forward, not backwards. Amen. Are you one of those who are going to make it to heaven, to the promised land? That is a very important question for us at this time. To make it to heaven, there is no other way to make it to the promised land except through Jesus Christ. And so at this time, I want to invite you. I don't know who that is. If you are not sure that you are on a trip to the promised land, you can be sure right now. You can make that assurance today by believing in Jesus Christ because he is the only one through whom we can make heaven. There is no other way. I am sorry, but Mary cannot make you go to heaven. No other one. Peter, Saint Peter, Saint whatever, whatsoever. Jesus is the, the scripture tells us that he is the only mediator between God and man. So if there is if you are not sure you are making it to heaven, you can make that decision today. Do you want to give your life to Jesus? If you are not sure you have given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you are looking forward to a church where you can truly be part of, you can belong to. You can join our church. Like I said in the morning, in this church, there are many opportunities to serve the Lord in here. And this is a place to be. We accept you. We accept each other the same way I was accepted without judgment. 
you come in and we learn to grow in scripture together. And so if you want to join this church or you want to give your life to Jesus, I'll invite Pastor Daniel to the front. You can just walk up to him and take his hand and then we will go from there. We can help you become a member. We can help you assure that you are going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads as we pray. If you are one of those people you want to come up, you can just walk up to Pastor Daniel, take his hand, talk to him. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word. You tell us in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, you say, be faithful in, be strong in tribulations and be faithful in prayer. God, we open our hearts to you to, tonight ask that you will fortify us, strengthen us, and equip us, Lord, with what it takes to go through life's challenges without backing down, so that at the end, we shall have causes to glorify you and say it was worth it. Lord, we depend on you, and we lean on you. We cannot do it by our strength. Thank you again, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Even as we disperse from here, we pray that your presence will go with us back to our homes and bring us back again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.